we would again refer to the character of the works at either end of the avenues. It can be proven that the most striking features at Avebury are duplicated here, the sun symbol being embodied in the concentric circles upon the Kentucky side, the phallic symbol in the horseshoe mounds upon the Ohio side, and the avenues of standing stones correspond to the covered ways which connected the enclosures on the Kentucky side with that of the Ohio side. We have dwelt upon these peculiarities of the works at Portsmouth for the very reason that they seem to prove the existence of a water cult, and because it so closely resembles those in which the water cult has been recognized in Great Britain. We maintain, however, that it was a cult which was associated with sun worship and that the phallic symbol was embodied here. We maintain that sacrifices were offered to the sun and that the human victims were kept in the corral on one side of the river, that they were transported across the water and carried up to the third terrace and immolated near the horseshoe, and that afterwards the procession passed down the terrace through the avenue across the river the second time, and mounted the spiral pathway to the summit of the terraced mound situated at the end of the avenue. End quote. The Mound Builders, Their Works and Relics, 1892. Stone Altar for Human Sacrifice Discovered at the Portsmouth Earthen Temple. The photo on page 39 shows the children's home in the background with the horseshoe shaped work in the foreground. Prehistoric America, 1905. Mr. T.W. Kenney says the mound, which was a natural elevation, was selected as the site for a children's house. In excavating the cellar there was discovered a circular altar composed of stones, which were standing close together, and showed evidence of heat. This altar was four feet below the surface. Leading from the altar was a channel about 18 inches wide, composed of clay, which was designed to, quote, carry off the blood. End quote, giving the idea that human sacrifices were offered here, as upon the altars of Avebury, England. The diagram on page 40 shows the children's home and the site of the altar for human sacrifice was within the circular earthwork to the north of the horseshoe-shaped earthworks. One of the horseshoe-shaped earthworks is still visible in the city of Portsmouth. The photograph on page 40 is from the Nephilim Chronicles. A Travel Guide to the Ancient Ruins in the Ohio Valley. Some of the golden plates he found were engraved with certain drawings and hieroglyphics. Rooms opened into other chambers, one of which appeared to have been a place of worship. In addition, there were 13 statues made of copper and gold and a large sun design from which protruded golden streamers. The way the objects were strewn about, he had the feeling the occupants of the underground village had left on the spur of the moment. And then he came upon a macabre scene. In one chamber, he counted 27 skeletons, the smallest of which was 6 foot 6 inches and the largest stretching out more than 10 feet. Two of the bodies were mummified, each clad in colorful, ornate robes. Brown spent many days exploring, studying the hieroglyphics, and indelibly imprinting them in his mind. He was excited about this great archaeological find and decided to leave the tunnel and its contents exactly as he had found them. He would return, he thought. But first, he cleverly concealed the entrance of the tunnel and marked on his map exactly where it was on the mountain. After telling of his incredible find, 
Brown disappears for 30 years. In 1934, he returns to Stockton, California. He organizes an expedition of 80 people at his own expense to expose to the world his discovery. This is where the story ends, because J.C. Brown disappears without a trace, never to be seen nor heard of again.